and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name is Matt, and I am joined today by my good friend from Nashville, Sam Moses. Hi there. I say like, and I'm joined today, kind of like I, I have like a guest like another day. <laughs> and I'm joined. Yeah, you've been here for like 97 episodes <laughs> or whatever we're on, so I think we're stuck with each other right now. Oh. So, <laughs> anywho. Yeah. Today's episode is going to be a highly requested topic mm-hmm. on the new Apple Spatial Audio and their little partnership with Dolby. And we'll go ahead and just put out a little disclaimer that we don't really know what the heck's going to happen with all of it. <laughs> and this is just, I don't know, it's like if there was a podcast equivalent to like a reaction video, I guess this would be it. But I also don't want to sound like two old men who are like kind of bitching that like stereos on like the front end and like we're just being like, what? One speaker was great. Like, I don't want to like come off as that. (laughs) Back in my day. So that's just like, that just needs to be our ground rule. We can't just be like the old men just like sitting around and like bitching, reminiscing of the old days of stereo (laughs) as the world seems to kind of pass us by. So I don't want to do that. But I do want to like talk about some possibly good things and then some things that like or like maybe like the way that we think the future will go. <laughs> and uh yeah. That'd be kind of funny if like the intro is like one of those like 1950s videos, like ding 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 ding. You know, like little Mr. Sandman intro. Mr. Sandman. Bring me a No copyright, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <sighs> Anywho, but now, but bef- and beforehand, beforehand, it's time for a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Do you want to do housekeeping, or do you want me to do? Wait. Yeah. Do you do want you me? want it, or, or do you want to? <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I'll do our housekeeping. Put on the jacket, Sam. The jacket, on. Grab the short, skinny. No, it's not short. It's like a super long microphone. <laughs> the Bob Barker microphone. What am I grabbing? The wheel, Sam. Give her a spin. <laughs> Thirty cents. Thirty cents. Wah, wah, spin wah, again. Wah. Friends, today you have the opportunity, the chance, the once-in-a-lifetime chance today to subscribe, to heart, to comment, to like, to share. Mainly, we want you to share the lovely podcast. If you have extra time, it would help us out so much if you would leave a review on Apple, really Apple Podcasts, leave a review. One of my main goals in life is to get our podcast into the top music podcasts. And we're not there yet. It's one of my main goals in life. <laughs> is it? No, not at all. I don't know if our audience is big enough for that. <laughs> we're like talking to a very... Like if this is just like mastering engineers, maybe some producers and mix engineers, it's like, and this is our core and this is who we're moving forward with. Then we're glad you're here. Definitely glad you're here. Um, But yeah, it would be neat if you could leave us a review. Mainly, it just helps it get out to more uh, people like you who have uh, benefited from this podcast. But also, we benefit benefit from it, too, because the community is so great. We love to hear from all 
our guys and gals who listen. Y'all write in emails. You can contact us, give us uh, episode ideas. I mean, this this topic in itself is from our audience. Um, so we always like doing that. We love hearing from you. So if you want, holler at us, DM at us. Um, you can find Matt on Instagram at For the Record Mastering. You can find mm, me. What a catchy name. Moses Mastering. Holler at us. Questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, just 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 DM us. We're here. Here to help. Cries of outrage. Cries of outrage. And I think that'll do it for housekeeping today. We haven't had a good cry of outrage in a while. You know, we really haven't. We might at this no. stage, four years in, have uh, clarified who our show is for and who it is not enough to where people know what they're getting into. I mean, I'm sure I could say a few things, but... I mean, I, I think if to. you stick with us through housekeeping, you'll like the episodes. <laughs> but if you get to housekeeping and you think, this is so stupid, I hate these guys, then, you know, you leave and then you won't have any outcries. Because housekeeping's easily our most uh, offensive thing. <laughs> yeah, we started this year a little, uh, yeah, it's a, a little interesting. And then, what, a few episodes ago, you, uh, oh, shoot, if we're bumping this episode up, Oh, yeah. They're not going to hear about the episode where you do the whatever <laughs> and you're kind of mean. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat. It's All not right. Yeah, mean. I have, yeah. Yeah. I can't even say the episode name. It's fine. Because if this episode is getting bumped up, that's funny. It'll come out. It'll be great. All right. Yeah. I mean, y'all just have to wait for it. So I feel good about that <laughs> housekeeping. Let's let's bookend that and let's get into the episode today. Matt. Sam, let me tee you up. Golf. Mr. Monologue. I don't mind a little Mr. dialogue. Mr. Monologue. Here. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna make you a plaque. Mr. Manager. No, just Mr. <laughs> Monologue. And it's just gonna be like a big block of like waveform. Like text. <laughs> Not text, yeah, waveform. Love it. So tell me. Kind of like like unpack like what is going on, at least from our perspective. Once again, from the mindset of I don't want to be the two old men in a cigar shop bitching that the world's passing them by. <laughs> and yeah, like my, my little rabbit ears on top, like the antenna on top of the TV. Like, oh, that's not going to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want any of that. I, like, I don't think like, we'll have like, that. Okay, cool. I just don't want to bitch about it. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I mean, there'll be a little bit of um, mm, frustration, confusion. Yeah, as with anything new. You know, but I probably will be bitching about it. Yeah, there's a little bit of frustration for me, but... Right. I mean, yeah, as, as with anything new. So, all right, well, why don't you go hop into a little bit, explain to the people what's going on. Okay, cool. So, hi. Um, monologue one. Sam here. <laughs> Sam here, stepping in for Sam. Um, today we're we're talking about spatial audio and Dolby atmosphere. Now, let's start with Dolby atmosphere. Dolby atmosphere, and this will all today. Once again, I'm going to give disclaimer again because cries of outrage will definitely come from this episode from someone being like, "You got this wrong. It's seven point two point nine." Like, okay, cool. Um, so when when we say something slightly wrong today, you can correct us, but um, 
you know, this isn't the end-all be-all. So let's talk about Dolby Atmosphere. Um, basically, Dolby Atmosphere is uh, like surround sound on steroids. And Dolby Atmosphere, first off, if you're just tuning in, uh, newsflash, Apple announced they're doing spatial audio with support of Dolby Atmosphere. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about this because people have already started emailing us about doing this sort of format, and they don't even know what they're saying. So that's where this episode's coming out. Um, okay, so Dolby Atmosphere started in 2012. So it's been out for a while. And it is basically a, you have surround sound, let's start there, of like traditional surround sound is like 5.1. And the five means five speakers. The one is usually meaning subwoofer. So you have five speakers. Traditionally, for surround sound, it's three up front, two behind, one sub somewhere. 5.1. Whew. Also, then when Dolby Atmosphere came out, it was a move to like 7.1, where you'd have seven speakers and one, or 7.2, where you'd have seven and two subs or 7.1.4, and so forth and so forth. If you get into like IMAX or like giant cinemas, you can have like 64 speakers, I think is what they go up to or something. Maybe even more now since then. But basically, the extra speakers become speakers that are basically above you. So you've got like three in the front, two in the back, and then two on top of where you're seat sitting, um, and then a sub or two subs. So it's a lot of speakers. You can go to 9.1, 9.2. There's so many different options that you can have to do Dolby Atmosphere. But basically, the minimum to actually experience, according to Dolby uh, Atmosphere, is you have to have a minimum of 5.1 um, to get the experience. So this leads us to Apple's spatial. Apple announced that they're doing spatial audio with support of Dolby Atmosphere. And so what we need to do is understand that spatial audio is not the same as Dolby Atmosphere. These are two different things. Spatial audio is basically uh, Apple trying to create an immersive audio experience by using basically software to manipulate uh, the sound um, in your stereo headphones or iPhones to make it appear like it's a surround sound system. Basically, it's creating a 360-degree uh, audio experience, and that's spatial. Uh, it is not surround sound. It's, it would be impossible to experience Dolby Atmosphere in its true form in two speakers stereo left and right because you have to have a minimum of 5.1. Now, Dolby offers with headphones, they use a audio processing algorithm to convert Atmos material into binaural 360 output. That is basically what I think Apple Spatial is doing is they're using a algorithm to convert the current stereo material into a 360 binaural type sound. And then that comes out of your two headphones or your two monitors or your iPhone or however you want to uh, digest it. Now, there's so much that goes into this conversation because 
if you want to do Dolby Atmosphere correctly, this gets down the rabbit hole of you really need a minimum 5-1 setup um, in theory. Now, you could potentially use like a Waves room emulator that can do 5-1-7-1 to emulate, but you've got to be mixing uh, in that format, in surround sound, basically. Um, currently, there are, as of today, no tools for us, the public, to use with any of our DAWs um, outside of buying Dolby Atmosphere straight up, like the software. Um, Apple announced that they'll probably be giving an upgrade to Logic and adding tools to do spatial audio, which I think, in my opinion, will just be a plug-in that you strap on the master bus, much like when you want to do master for iTunes, all we had to do, in theory, let me demystify it for everyone, is you put on a plugin called Round Trip, and you see if it's going to clip when it gets encoded by Apple. So usually you just have to knock the ceiling down to like negative one, and you see that it encodes and stays below zero, zero. Then you know when it gets uploaded and Apple supposedly verifies that it won't clip, they give you the little badge of approval. I have a feeling to qualify for spatial audio, it's going to be the exact same thing where you will export a file in a spatial audio format and it'll just go through and, and pick up, does this have the spatial audio you know, tag, metadata in it, embedded into it or whatever it, it's going to be. I think it'll be as simple as throwing a plug-in on and that will be very interesting because this gets into the other weeds of just because audio is different or there's more speakers doesn't mean it's better, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation of being able, this is being rolled out as if we have been missing out on audio for many years and we, have, we, have, we started with mono and then we went to stereo, which is just okay now. And now we have spatial, which makes you feel like you're in a 360 uh, experience of the audio. And I don't want this to sound negative at all because an immersive audio experience is cool, but I think it needs to be put in context that there's nothing wrong with really mono, stereo, or spatial. Like, they're just different formats. But what's being rolled out, I think, is a bit of a FOMO marketing, which is basically like... 100%. This is the new stereo. That's how it's being rolled out. And even with Apple's preview, if you want to check out spatial... They make it so confusing because they call it spatial with Dolby Atmosphere support. Two different things. But it feels like one thing because of the way they're wording it. But when you go and preview it, if you want to test it out, like the Marvin Gaye song, I think... It goes from mono to stereo to spatial. And in my opinion, when it goes to spatial, and if I listen to other records, there's like Justin Bieber up there, Maroon 5, a bunch of records I'm really familiar with. And when I put on spatial, it just feels like bizarre panning happened, really, compared to the stereo. And I feel like, to me, what's being presented to us, and I think I'm... I feel like it's FOMO marketing because of the people that have already emailed me. Uh, and if you're my clients listening to this and you are the ones who emailed me day one of, can you do this format? You know, I want it. Um, you know, that's fine to want the newest, latest, greatest thing, I suppose. But 
I don't even think people know what they're asking for because they don't know how it sounds or what it even is. They just assume that if Apple's rolling it out, then they must do it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if, you know, streaming platforms adapt adopt this. Like, will Spotify offer their own spatial, you know, and will Title then offer their own spatial. So will we have all these other algorithms that we have to use? Because I gotta believe that Dolby and Apple, if they have created their own unique auto-processing algorithms to convert a regular stereo or mono, mono file into a binaural 360 file experience, that's gotta be some private tech, in my opinion. <laughs> that's not gonna get leaked to every platform just for them to use. Um, so that's, you know, there's just a whole bunch of things we can talk about. So I'm going to hit pause there because, Matt, I want to get your thoughts. I have so much more to say in theory, but it's podcast. And so let's just book in my monologue one there. Matt, oh, what are okay, your perfect. thoughts? That dialogue was my favorite dialogue. Love it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm kind of looking for, and this is like cynical, Matt, and I'm not trying to be like an asshole, but it's like since it is a piece of software and it's like the reason why like Mastered for iTunes was a thing is because there was something on somebody's end that like broke the software and like just sounded like absolute butthole. And like Mastered for iTunes is just kind of like, hi, we just want you to make sure that you're not going to clip our system and we'll give you this badge for your website. That's mastered for iTunes. And my, I'm looking forward to the song that breaks the spatial audio because it's like doing all of this crazy stuff and this crazy panning. And like whenever I hear it, it's like kind of weird and kind of muddy and it's like all over the place. And I was like, all right, whatever. It's like I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this to move forward. Um, my thesis through all of this and it's been, I don't know, probably for the past like five or six years is that my belief uh, as far as like the track for audio is that like binaural is like the next surround. Yeah. it's It's been that for the past six years. I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast. I don't know if we ever had a had like a forum to where like it was like that was like a thing that you, that we, that I could have said whatever. But that is, that has been my thing is that binaural audio is the future. I don't know if it's going to fall under the name or the guise of bi binaural audio, but my guess is that it will be the be the future. And so that like leading in, like that's kind of my thesis. So if you have this piece of software that is like doing this kind of deconstruction and panning and whatnot, I just want to know the song that's going to break it. That's going to like... Because right now we're in a Wild West. I've talked about Wild Wests on this podcast before and kind of how fun they are. Like there's no rules. There's no real regulation on things yet. And it's like if you ever watch the ESPN documentary, The U, and it's pretty much why like the NFL or like like college sports and stuff like that has like the certain kind of weird roles that they do. And it was really because of like the University of Miami, like, and these like crazy like parties that these people used to throw when they would like 
get a touchdown, and they'd literally run out the like the other team's tunnel, run around the whole stadium, and then come <laughs> out the like the other tunnel at the other end of the field. Well, that now is under the guise of excessive celebration, and you get like a penalty for that. Like that's why it's like these people are literally like. I don't know, like, they, like, tackle somebody. They, like, hump, like, the dude on the floor. It's just like, yeah, you can't do that. This is, a like, a professional sport. You're, like, wanting to be drafted. I can't draft someone who's <laughs> going to act like that. So that was, like, kind of like a random Wild West in football. I'm not saying this is going to be similar, but I'm just looking forward to the song, like, reading the article in 10 years about, like, y'all never knew the song about why this rule was made. And so... But I do think binaural is the future. I'm, I am excited for this tech. Um, do I think we are remotely close to it yet? No. Um, I think binaural audio. It's and and, and well, let, let's let's back up like one hundred percent on this episode. Why are we doing this topic? We're doing this topic because since day one, like hour one of this thing being re- released, like Sam and I just get asked like to Ignazium about like, hey, can I, can you master for this? Can you master for this? And it's like, I found out the same time you did. <laughs> so, um, and seeing as how they have an Apple like spatial audio playlist, then, and it's like got like Billy Joel on it and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, I know stuff obviously isn't remixed and remastered for spatial audio because you're not like, you're not pulling tapes and you're not doing all this other stuff and there's no way. So there's obviously like software behind this. So since we can deduce that, um, this is something that will more than likely be constantly improved on. Do I, do I personally think that there's going to be like a Spotify adaptation and title adaptation. Um, Spotify's Spotify is kind of a whore. So, I mean, <laughs> I think they'll do it. What was, there's a recent thing that Spotify just did. They created their own clubhouse. They created their own clubhouse. Called Green Room. That's why I think Spotify will follow is because they just have so much freaking FOMO. Like, I don't really see the Spotify podcast thing taking off any more than it did before Joe Rogan was on it. And I mean, it might, but I, I haven't really seen it yet. And we have a podcast that's on Spotify. So some of y'all, it's like we have very few Spotify listens, like 10 people listen on Spotify. I think everyone else is on like Apple and then... There's like another like 40%. I can't see where you're listening on. But it's, I don't know. Spotify's got FOMO, so I would say so. As far as Tidal, I think Tidal has a niche. And I don't know. And it's, as you said, Sam, it's like, this is like more than likely a proprietary software. And so people can probably try to go after it. But I also think it's like Apple Music is in... I think it was in like a little bit of a hurt because Spotify's just kind of taken over the streaming game. And so this kind of shifts the like the the game a little bit more into like people hopping on the Apple Music subscription. So it's kind of it's kind of what I think it is. I I really hope it develops. I really hope it develops into something cool because and I hope it develops into more of a binaural thing to where like 
I think it'd be really cool if people mix in binaural because you don't really need really like you can listen to binaural in stereo and it's cool. Like if you have a stereo record, you're going to kind of miss. I'm sorry. If you have a 7.1, 5.1, whatever um, system, you might miss some stuff. And it's like you might miss some stuff with binaural, but there's so much crossfeed everywhere that I don't know if you would miss it as much in binaural. I could be completely wrong. But I also know as far as binaural goes, all you need is a pair of headphones. People are working out of their houses. People aren't going, and you are going to have these uh, producers, mix engineers, mastering engineers getting these Atmos rooms. Like, this is the thing that's happening. But I don't think that everyone's going to spring for the PMC thing that looks like it's a quarter million dollars. I don't know how expensive it is. I just kind of looked at it and I was like, yikes, that's a big ask. Um, so I don't think everyone's going to have the coin to do that. Some people will. And I mean, good for them. But I think the way that we're seeing music production going, the way that we're kind of seeing the world go, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know how many more pandemics we're going to have and stuff like that, but it's certainly not making people go and like open studios. If they're doing anything with music, they're definitely doing it from their homes, their bedrooms, like private residences. And so I don't see Atmos systems being set up unless Sam's like with his barefoots and his Logitech system that he still apparently got. <laughs> um uh, I don't know if we were talking about that in the episode that we haven't released yet. I can't remember. I can't remember either. I was listening as I was mowing my lawn, and I remember laughing at that point. But if we if, if that hasn't happened yet, y'all will like that. <laughs> anyway, um, I just uh, I don't see people doing that, and so binaural to me is a lot more. Uh, it's also a lot more consumable of a format. And so you can just throw in some AirPods or whatever else Apple's making. There's no tech that needs to be adapted to it. It's literally already there. So I don't know if Dolby is doing this under the guise of like, this is how we're... I'm saying guys a lot. <laughs> um, it's not G-U-Y-S. It's like G-U-S-I-E, whatever. Um, but anyway, nothing necessarily needs to be adapted to this. And I'm assuming this is like the way things are moving. And... Uh, let's take it one step further. And I think that when you look at, like, this is like, this can span across industry. This isn't like a one type of way to consume something. This is like from consuming audio to like video games to like just about any type of experience. Like binaural is like used for like therapy for people who, like, like to be around people. It's like, well, you can go literally see, like, a binaural concert and stuff like that. Um, there's also, like, I don't really know how to say this. I don't want to say the most inappropriate thing I've said on this podcast to date. There's an industry out there that really pushes the tech industry forward, whether it's VR or anything, and if you're thinking, is he really saying that? Yes, I am saying that. But I'm not going to say what industry it is. I'll say um, it. It's the adult industry. Okay, well, there <laughs> you go. I just didn't want to say porn on the thing. That's so okay. anyway, um, that industry, if you kind of look at how stuff is being adopted, they push an industry. And I don't want to talk about this anymore, but you can figure out where I'm going with it. Um 
as far as binaural goes, though, it's like it can just be adapted into like other industries and you don't need anything more than like a thing of like headphones. Also, a little quick caveat real quick before we proceed. <laughs> that whole little thing I said before, this isn't like an experiential like comment I just made. <laughs> this is from like, you just see how industries adapt certain things. This isn't from like, oh, guess what, Matt, what Matt's doing his free time. No, that's not it. So I got to clear the air there. <laughs> So, <laughs> like there was any air to clear. Long story short, I'm pretty excited for where this is going. I don't think the current state that it's in is anything good. Um, that's overly consumable. We'll see what happens. Because you're taking stuff that wasn't made for this type of um, consumption, and you're delivering it for this type of consumption. So, inevitably, you're going to have something break the system um so i don't know and it's like right now on logic i don't know if pro tools and all this stuff but you can go into logic and under stereo like for your channel setting you can switch it to binaural and you can mix in binaural right now so all you need is a pair of headphones and it's like scary like you can have like a little door knock off to the left and you're like oh crap thought someone was there <laughs> It is weird, especially now if you get these AirPod Pros and you put them into like transparent mode. So it's using the noise canceling stuff as microphones that it's feeding your ears some ambient noise. So it doesn't even feel like you have like speak, uh, headphones in. And then you hear the knock on the left side of the thing. Yeah, that right there, I think, is like a definite like future thing. So I don't know. That's kind of where I think. Everything's going. That's my that's my general thesis. That's where I hope everything's going. Are we going to get like a little plug-in and stuff like that? I'm sure we will, just so we can make sure we're not going to break the the system. Um, can we master for like spatial audio? No, no one does. No, <laughs> no one knows how to do it unless Apple's talking with them currently right now. So it's kind of like that whole. Did you ever like get on that MQA train? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Do you know what MQA is or M? Yeah. Yeah. MQA. Is I don't think it? so. I don't even think I know what it is. So I probably didn't get on the train. The train MQA left is me. something. Yeah. MQA is something. Yeah. That's correct. Master quality authenticated. Uh, it's essentially like an audio codec that's saying that it's like lossless. It's lossy but it's compressed and it's saying that like it can compress it into this small file, but it can like unfold it to like better than like a flack file. Hmm. And so it was like making all these claims. And I think a lot of people are just like, and have been just like, yeah, this is a bunch of like horse baloney. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever had a horse baloney, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I hope it I hope this goes like a little bit further than like like MQA and all that other stuff. Um so I don't know if MQA is a scam. I know like the hi-fi community kind of goes crazy over any like new tech that says it's crazy, but you needed to be like I even wrote into them. I was like, "Hi, I'm a mastering engineer. I would like to master for MQA format. How do I do that?" And uh they essentially wouldn't wouldn't let me do it. And I was like, "All right, well this kind of sucks. I'd like to, you know, help you <laughs> help yourself, but I don't know. And then, like, a bunch of people complained. So, Sam, I'll stop talking. <laughs> where, um, yes. where do you think? Where do you think this thing is headed? Even yeah. though we, like, we're literally driving a car with no steering wheel, we don't know where it's going. Right. 
I mean, just like our reactions to it. I will say number one is anytime new tech comes out, it kind of excites me because we will create something new, probably great that'll come out of this in theory. So I think it's going to allow people once once we figure out what this is and how it's going to be consumed by the consumer, if it just moves to a like, yeah, everybody just uses headphones and it's binaural and it's not actual 7.1 or 7.2, um, I think you're going to have producers producing differently if it catches on, which I think it this I think this idea might catch on. But I think right now with how it's being almost like Apple is rolling it out almost um, in a way that's killing the actual potential of what this could be. Mm. Because the rollout of it is basically like, um, let me look. It was very not Apple. It was very can not I, Apple. Can I say that? Yeah, and it it just felt like, here's what it says. Listening to a song in Dolby Atmos is like magic. And like that saying like, oh, your music is now mixed. You know, we're offering spatial audio with support to Dolby Atmos with music that's been mixed for that. And it's like experience, it's like magic. I just feel like trying to shove old records, like you're saying, through this processing algorithm. Could it be that was cool? never like intended to yeah, have like anything? Yeah. Does it sound different? Yes. Does the Marvin Gaye record that you know I can listen to now? Yeah. The 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 bongos and the claps are now like hard left and right and kind of like in my brain at thirty three degrees as opposed to just left right. Is that magic to me? No, it's just different to me. And I feel like the rollout of this is such a FOMO or like uh, they're trying to land grab something because I know I know Dolby competes with Sony's 360 uh, reality audio, which is basically Sony's own ver- own version of this. And so Apple's partnered with Dolby. We'll see if they support Sony at some point because Sony has a ton of stuff in that format already. Um, but it just feels like it's a low-hanging fruit type of approach where you could have rolled it out and been like, hey, creators in general, if you work in audio and when you're walking down the street and you can hear the taxi behind you or the person in front of you mumbling or like the wind blows by or you can now recreate that actual reality experience you know, in your headphones for your listener. Like, you can truly capture the atmosphere, <laughs> pun intended, the the environment the whole, of it. The whole thing was just, like, very not Apple. Yeah. And it's like, if they, like, it's like the whole thing. It's like he, I, I <laughs> like, everyone who, like, really likes Apple is kind of like, man, Steve, Steve Jobs would be rolling in his grave. <laughs> and I'm not going to, like, go as far as that, but it's like, you could have totally rolled it out in like September when you have a keynote, like everybody's on the edge of their seat, like wanting to buy either a new computer, a new phone, a new watch, a new Apple TV, a new iPad, a new everything. You just came out with this like new processor chip. And then it's like you do this like crazy thing and it's then you do the Steve Jobs, oh, one more thing at 4 p.m. Pacific times. They're in California. We're going to be rolling out this new thing for Apple Audio. Bit of an experiment, and we think you're going to really like it. 
This is and, and like this is like what we're gonna do. That's an Apple way of doing it. Like an oh, one more thing. But it's just like this is literally like an email or like a newsletter. <laughs> and it's like, who the heck does this? Who's in charge of this thing? So that's kind of like I I don't really I don't really get it. I don't really understand it. It just confused people. It's like even they just had their their developer thing, I believe, for like when they announced uh, iOS 15. So all their developers got in their I, – I, they probably are still remote because of the little uh, coronavirus thing. But um, like they do the whole Apple theater thing and they say, hey, this is iOS 15. And they probably give a bunch of notes to all their all their like – all the dev people saying, hey, this is what you're going to need to get ready for with iOS 15 if you want to start any development. And they probably give them like a bunch of like a bunch of code that they can kind of play with just to make sure their apps aren't going to crash and whatnot. And uh, they could have totally just rolled this out via an email to all the like MFIT ADM crew saying, hey, we're going to come out with this if you're interested. So I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, so it's... You know, it feels it feels like an interesting rollout of kind of putting the whole industry in theory behind the curve uh, is kind of how it feels. And then also the presentation, like I said, just feels like it's missing the potential of what we could create. New textures, new sounds, new production, instead of just panning left and right, panning front to back to height. You know, atmosphere really, the whole idea of this of why it's different than surround is it, it makes you feel like there's height or depth. Uh, or more, yeah, not depth, but height. Can I be an old man? Yeah, what? Like, you know, like when they they did the Marvin Gaye thing as like the first song? Yes, from mono to stereo to spatial. Yeah. I kind of like the mono the best. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I kind of did too. was rock with it. Because I probably, honestly, never listened to the mono very much. Um, You know, but when I heard mono to stereo to spatial, I preferred the mono as a more solid uh, representation of the yeah. emotion. But, you know, that's my hope is that if this catches on, it, it allows people to create in new ways and we'll be able to create new sounds and new textures. Um, I have like so many concerns about um, quality control from, from, you know, people are not going to, people can't even get two speakers set up in their room, correct? <laughs> so how will they do seven or nine, you know, or two subs? They can't even figure out one sub. Um, the room size has to get bigger. You can't you can't do seven one in a medium to small size room. So like bedroom, in my opinion, bedroom studios, you won't be able to do seven one. You just don't have the room to do it. Um, so it forces everybody to headphones. So I see a heavy... Um, which Apple marketed this way, a heavy um, attention on saying you can experience this on iPhone, your actual iPhone speakers or your earbuds, or you can experience this on your AirPod, or, uh, AirPod Maxes or Pros or whatever they have out there. I can't remember right now. But it's it's to me going to be nothing more than a binaural 360 uh, kind of plug-in. And I think there'll be a bunch of emulations that come out that you'll be able to use with your DAW at some point to create this if it if it becomes something people want. 
But it goes, this really goes into like my bigger, just thought is probably what I would want people to think about in general is this mentality of 7172919214, blah, 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 is just this continuation. Um, and I don't want it to sound like an old man thing either, but it's a continuation to uh, the assumption that quantity equals quality. So the way spatial and atmosphere is being rolled out is that because it now feels like a shaker is above your head as opposed to center, left, or right, or somewhere in between the panning, um, that it's better. Because you can mess with seven channels or nine channels, that it makes the music better. It makes it more, I don't know, true to how it's supposed to sound. And it's kind of all these like moving targets um, marketing terms to me that really, once again, misrepresent what we're creating and what we do with audio. The assumption that having the ability to put things in even more spots means that the audio is better, I completely disagree with. Because music is so much about contrast and space and creating space within a mix or even mono. There's so much space within a mono mix or master because you're dealing with basically center depth and balance. And I think what I'm seeing the trend of this is like, and it kind of gets into mastering of like, mastering has been misrepresented for like the last five years of what mastering is and isn't with plugins and auto mastering. And it's been a complete um, hijacking of the word to basically mean louder is mastering. And really mastering to me is is not that. It's It's a trusted second set of ears that brings peace of mind and helps call a record done. Loudness is like one of a hundred things we do in mastering. And so for me, like this idea of spatial audio becoming a thing that makes your music sound like magic just feels like snake oil to me of like telling consumers that they need this to actually experience the product correctly. And then it comes in. Their music's not done. Yeah, that their music is not done or it's not, you know, they immediately cherry picked and rolled out Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, Jay Balvin, Casey Musgraves, et cetera. And that's such a unfair playing field to just be like, these audio, these records have already been done and they're already here. So of course those records are going to get so much attention because they're like the first. And so all these other creators or even you out there, if you're an artist, you're, we're all behind already. And it's being presented that if you don't do this, you're going to be missing out on the future of audio. And I think what's kind of funny is like Dolby Atmosphere has been around since 2012, you know, and like it's been, Atmosphere has been around like on your TV, like Apple TV since like 2020, I think, or 2019. And like there's been, you've experienced surround sound, you've probably experienced Atmosphere, I bet, if you've been to a movie in the last few years, you've probably been to a a theater that has it, whether you knew, knew it or not. And I think that's what is kind of weird about all of this is like the branding of spatial audio and the unclearness of is does that just mean you host Dolby Atmosphere and you do support for it or is spatial audio a separate thing, Dolby Atmosphere? And then you have all these records that were definitely not mixed for Dolby or surround or spatial that you're claiming are that. And now those records just sound to me different. Um, especially like some of the Kanye West stuff they had up there, it sounded so weak and weird 
because like the 808s and bass had been just like kind of smeared around and it just felt like this isn't magic. This is like a gross misrepresentation of how the artist originally created this. Like I can't mm -hmm. imagine Kanye West hearing that and being like, knowing how Kanye West acts in public at least, being like, yeah, man, this is exactly what I want them to do with my record is like <laughs> totally mm -hmm. smear the frequency range all over the place different than how we originally created it. Um, so I think it's it's interesting. Like, it'll be really interesting for us to see how this rolls out. And then if a client wants it, you know, say I do do a 7-1 setup with it and, you know, the plugins are there, then will my client have a 7-1 setup? No, probably not. They'll have two speakers. Well, if they just review on two speakers, it'll probably sound a bit weird because everything I've heard so far sounds a bit weird on just... Mm -hmm two speakers. When I put on headphones, it sounds more, um, it sounds better in headphones than in monitors and right in front of me, which I, which makes sense. If it's supposed to be a 360 experience, headphones will do that better than monitors. So then that kind of pushes me down the rabbit hole of like, well, is headphones really the future? With VR, augmented reality, immersive experience, if that's where we're headed, then down the road, will monitors in general, like, is it even worth buying, say I drop a hundred thousand bucks to do barefoots and you know, a new interface that can actually do seven one out or seven two or beyond? But then everybody's consuming on headphones. If headphones that can do binaural correctly and track your head, which that's kind of Apple's leg up that they have right now, is I know their headphones um, can track your head movement, so it can keep that spatial audio basically going, whereas every other headphone currently, to my knowledge, doesn't do that. So it can't really uh, recreate that well. But this makes me think kind of like, man, we could be going down this path of headphone only working because if it sounds really goofy on just a, a two, two one setup, say, or two two, or depending on what monitors you have, then you know, I might have to adapt to working in headphones, which doesn't really excite me that much. Um, so I know there's a, I know if I look at the history of mankind and audio, you have to adapt to keep going usually. But this sort of adoption feels like it's not here to serve the artists or the creator or the creators. It feels <laughs> like it's here to serve platforms which is a really larger um, thing that Matt, you and I have talked about for years now about like, man, are we serving these different platforms and letting them dictate our art? Or are we going to create the art we want, you know, and try and take a stand or something, whatever that means. Um, you know, and that's kind of how I feel like with this is like, what if I don't want my record to be spatial? You know, is Apple just going to make it all spatial? Um, mm -hmm. You know, without a choice. And um, yeah, it's just interesting. So I can see, I feel like the execution of this idea was so poor because I think it could have been presented in a really cool way of saying like, now you can create in this way and like create new records in this way or think about synths, you know, being like wide or something. And I really feel like there was a miss here in this rollout. And I think what it did is caused panic, confusion, and FOMO more than anything. 
And that's a terrible place to create from. And it's a terrible place to, um, for even us, like doing this podcast, when we talked about doing it, you know, I said in our text was basically like, it's almost hard to do a podcast on this because there's been such a lack of explanation of what this is, who it's for, when will we be able to really work on it. There's been no mentioning of mastering for this, which is a bit interesting. There's been lots of talk about mixing in Dolby or mixing for surround, but there's been zero talk about mastering for it. Even within like the forums and some of the other mastering guys I've talked to, we're all in the dark going like, huh, there seems to be like a celebration of, you know, like a Greg Wells, I think has uh, a dull or a atmosphere room. And there's some other people, Tony Maserati, I think has one or has worked on one. Um, in some of the interviews I've seen, but there's no mention of mastering. And at first it kind of concerns me, but at the same time, I feel like even if there is no mastering for spatial, um, there's still value in us having being a second set of ears and being a trusted um, person who knows what audio sounds like. But at the same time, if I'm supposed to know what spatial sounds like or Dolby Atmosphere, that means I'll need to become in theory, an expert on how that, I guess, should sound. Which leads me to my last point, which is we're in, we're in the Wild West because there's really no, in my opinion, way to uh, measure up a spatial song against a spatial song, which could be good, but it could be bad. Because most people, when they hear stereo, whether or not they know it or not, you know, guitars are panned hard left and right. You pan the drums however you want to mix it, drummer perspective or audio perspective. You put the vocal center, usually BGVs are, you know, hard pan left and right or fanned out, et cetera, et cetera. So there's kind of like this idea of how we like to consume stereo music usually. And so with Spatial um, or Dolby, you know, the idea of creating a 360, it, it essentially opens up an infinite now uh, of infinite ways to put things in places, which once again, could be really cool. But then it's like, how do you know what good is? Is there a measurement, which gets into the bigger conversation, of course, of even stereo, what is good sonics? What is a good sounding record? You know, is it actual sonics or is it just vibe emotion? Is it the song? Is it a combo of all? But I think this is what will be interesting to see if there is this select amount of records that are already out in spatial and say my clients are whoever's out there starts consuming these records and goes, oh, in the blinding lights, spatial Dolby atmosphere, the synths are here and the kick is here and the vocals here and it sounds like the, you know, the effects are coming from the top and down into my feet, then that's how I need someone to mix or produce it. And it's kind of like we might be setting ourselves up to chase what's already been done and what's already been done in this was actually never intended to sound like that. So it'll be interesting interesting to see, like when people now give me references of like, hey, I want it to sound like um, Ban Camino or Justin Bieber or Casey Musgraves. There's like a pretty good understanding of what that means and how we got there. But with Spatial, it's a whole new thing of like, we already have, once again, this goes into like, People have trouble with two speakers. People have trouble with making great stereo mixes <laughs> like, and them translating. And so now we want to talk about people having to do, uh, they're given infinite 
placement options. And so that could be either really good for a lot of people or really bad for a lot of people. If you don't make great sounding records already, then I think you're going to have a really hard time making a great sounding record in spatial when you have even more options to basically put things in bad places <laughs> where it won't translate. So those are just all my thoughts of like, there are so many things. I'm excited to see how this rolls out. I'm excited to see what people create, if there'll be new plugins, new samples, new ways of even people wanting to record, you know, maybe in binaural with binaural microphones. All these things I think could be really cool, but um, I just don't know if people will want to put in the work to figure it out. I don't know if the consumer, I really genuinely don't think the consumer cares about this at all. Um, my wife does not care about this. She, I always say, is the ideal <laughs> consumer. She doesn't even know what stereo is. She doesn't even care about spatial. If you gave her a spatial playlist and a stereo playlist and a monos playlist of the same records, I bet she would say these all are great. Like, they're all fine. They're going to be background music while she's uh, doing emails or while she's, you know, while we're hanging out with friends. It's... You know, it's kind of an interesting thing on how we as engineers on the post-production side or recording side get so consumed about these things. And we always forget that the consumer probably does not give a crap about mono, stereo, spatial. You know, what they get sucked into is marketing, which is if you're going to tell the world that this sounds like magic, which is what Apple did, then consumers will go like, I like magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I'm going to do this now. Like, but, you know, that's, that's just kind of how consumerism works. You know, we're, consumerism is selling feelings and emotions more than the actual quality of the product or the technical aspects of it. So anyway, I'm going to end with that. And I think for me, I, you know, I could say a lot more, but I feel like those are the main things I want people to think about. And I'm excited to see what unfolds, you know, and, and what we're saying is correct or what, you know, maybe we're totally missing it. You know, my total miss is that I'm short side, uh, I have short sightedness to this and I don't understand the implications of VR and augmented reality that's coming. And that may come so fast. And this may be the precursor to be like, hey, we are truly moving into that sort of society and consumption. Um, and so we'll see. We'll just see. But for those out there, like, I would love to have more dialogues about this. If you're listening to this podcast, DM Matt and I and, like, share with me at least what your thoughts are. If you have insight or heard something different that's different than what we've said, please uh, correct me or send me the education. I'd like to be educated on it. So I'm going to end it with that. Matt, what are your thoughts? Or I don't else? have anything else. That's it. That's it, man. Wow. You talked us out of the out of the back end of the episode. <laughs> You've done it, Sam. I did it again. Take us all, home. All by yourself. Little old me. Little old you. You know so. what? I might try and put this episode in a binaural version. Ew. <laughs> you should like float my voice around people's heads. Okay, we'll and do just, this. We'll do a version that's regular and then one that's binaural. Ew. Maybe. Ew. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like maybe, 
You just like have a segment where it's like, hey, now I'm over on the left side of your head. Now I'm over on the right side of your head. And now panning into the, like the middle, I'm standing right above you. This is the God channel. And it's, yeah. And then it's like you move it far away from like the little radar looking thing. And now I'm back here. Maybe you do that in post. Maybe you, maybe you do a little thing where you show them what binaural is. But it's like, go look up... Uh, on YouTube, go look up like binaural barbershop and stuff like that. It's where video games are going. It's literally where everything is like going. It's like how much cooler would sports be if like you're watching I don't know if you watch sports, but it's like if you're watching on your iPad, or your iPhone or whatever, like you're not in front of a TV, you have headphones on and you're literally listening to it like you're there. Like even more than like stereo can bring it to you. Yeah. It's like, to me, that's awesome. Like, video games, it's totally a thing. And I just, I don't know. I'm really excited for that future. I don't know if we're here with Apple Spatial Audio, but I feel like this is the direction that we're finally starting to move in. VR is totally there. Um, AR is there. And, I don't know. This podcast will be by Earl. So... (laughs) Whatever. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe like multiply my voice by like a million times. You put me on every side of everybody. And only the people on headphones, they'll be in like a library listening to this and they'll like freak out like, what's going on? Anywho. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. There is a sweet beat queuing up from the background curated by the one and only Sam Moses. Maybe it's that 50s tune. Maybe it's that 50s tune in binaural. Who knows what Sam's going to do? It's always kind of weird saying this and doing this part because <laughs> I'm just saying this hoping that he put something there. And uh, yeah, so that's over at beesabeats.com. If you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For The Record Mastering. Um, let's see, what else we got? What else we got? I don't know. If you liked what we said, go like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening, Apple a uh, little podcast thing that would be super helpful and i wonder if it would even like put it out in binaural i don't know cuz like you can totally do it but it's like will it like allow it to do that right that would be so cool anyway whatever um <laughs> do you have anything else for the people the people Sam. no i'm good to go all right morning afternoon evening whatever you're having have it or a good one See y'all in the next episode. Cue the music. Cue it. See y'all. What an episode.